Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast, where you are empowered from the inside out. So this week's episode is going to be on developing healthy self-talk. And this is something that everyone does, whether they're aware of it or not, because you are with you 100% of the time and you are inside your own head 100% of the time. And it's so important that a health talk is one that helps rather than hinders. And the reason for that is because it has such a great effect on your life, actually more than what others say to you. And whilst it may seem that how others uh, treat you, perceive you, you know, speak to you, or sometimes don't speak to you, how that may seem to be sort of a bigger deal. Actually, it's how you speak to yourself um, in all scenarios, whether positive or not so positive, that is a determinant of, you know, your level of success. And I don't just mean sort of materially, I mean success in terms of your fulfillment, the health of your environments that you allow yourself in, and so many other things. And even the boundaries that you have with yourself and the discipline that you put in place because you understand that you're worth having those dreams come to fruition. So it's not just about, um, as I said, what other people say to you. It's also about what you say to yourself. So how do you develop a healthy sort of self-talk? And the first point is become aware because, you know, you really need to take a step back from your subconscious autopilot because that's what we usually run on. Our subconscious mind is where we usually make decisions from and that's why sometimes we're not aware of why we react to things a certain way, why we might freeze at certain times and or why we are not as kind to ourselves. And part of it is because this world really thrives on negativity and anything negative and um, there's a term called uh, Schadenfreude, where I think I've spoken about that previously. About uh, it's a German term that a word should I say that talks about taking joy in seeing other people's downfall because that is such a thing in in certain sort of modern cultures. So I think it's important to really be aware that not only is it part of the conditioning that you know we're in it's also because our brain is inclined to look for negative things for the primary role of keeping us safe but more importantly we don't really tend to be aware of ourselves our bodies and i and i don't mean our bodies in the way the world tries to make us aware of that i'm talking about listening to your intuition how you respond to things how you talk to yourself how that has an effect on you And so being aware is about evaluating your thoughts and becoming an observer uh, rather than somebody who's like in the thick of it with the thoughts, letting them run you rather than you stepping back and saying, actually, is what I'm saying to myself or what I'm interpreting true? Is that proportional? Is it supported by you know what I'm experiencing so again it's taking a step back and allowing yourself to be the one in the driver's seat so remember self-criticism is not constructive and a lot of people say you know it's good to you know obviously be critical but actually I don't agree with that because 
Self-criticism can sometimes stem from a, an authority or parental or other caregiver who may have seen that that's a way to sort of instill discipline or to instill some sort of um, authority in a situation, but actually ended up causing you to have a voice within yourself that tends to criticize you first before perhaps maybe other people will do it. And the reason why self-criticism is not helpful, number one, is because there is always someone ready to do it for you. So you really don't want to add to that. And number two, it doesn't set you up well mentally when you're going into situations, even positive ones. So people can sometimes criticize themselves, even if it's something positive. It's what some people term as imposter syndrome, when really that's just a result of self-talk that isn't helpful. So what you want is not self-criticism, what you want is a balanced and nuanced ability to see the areas of improvement without judgment. Most people want that. You want someone to see you without judgment. Now they may have an opinion, they may have, uh, you know, uh, standards that they live by, but there's a feeling of being judged because that comes along with shame and all of that kind of stuff. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, then look into Brene Brown's work because she really studied shame for quite a long time alongside other scholars as well. But what you want to do is not put yourself down, is not sort of engage in talk that is unhelpful because you think it's self-deprecating or you think it's, you know, witty or you think it's clever or you think it shows how, you know, you know, progressive you are, how unaffected how unarrogant you are when actually it's it's hindering you it can be hindering and I understand that some of these things are cultural in the sense of that it may be part of the culture of the country or the city that you live in but one of the things about not your average is that we are above average so you're not really going to live in an above average life if you're doing what everybody else is doing or you're just coasting along and just not really thinking about why do I say these things what do I get out of it Um, so the first step is becoming aware because I don't think you can change something until it is faced and your self-talk has to be one that is supportive one that as I said does identify areas of improvement but one that looks for solutions and one that is um not sort of browbeating you for every mistake because if you're a human being for longer than five minutes you will make an error because that's a sign that you're actually living life and that you're stepping outside of your comfort zone the key thing is not to get stuck there and not to allow your brain to define you by one short circumstance that doesn't last the expanse of your life my second step in developing healthy self-talk is release perfection and ego I have a feeling that this really actually affects women more than men. A lot of women tend to talk about this more so because, um, again, social conditioning is about you should wear this, you should be in this type of relationship, you should look like this, you should... And you might say, well, Catherine, that's really slightly hypocritical because, you know, you are an image consultant, you help people with their mindset and their personal branding, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and their image and how they show up and their style as well as their mindset and their leadership skills isn't that part of trying to be perfect no that's part of growth that's part of showing up authentically that's part of not you know trying to you know 
copy everybody else but it's also about being and growing into who who you are and the thing with perfection is that um it doesn't exist <laughs> so you know you're gonna have a pretty tough time if you think well i if i do this right everything will be perfect problem is that that's really your ego's talking and we tend to think of ego as again linked to arrogance but actually our it's not it's about our brain trying to get us to align with the ideal picture or identity identity that we have of ourselves however it tends to do that in a negative way so in order to release perfection or your ego you have to um you know in doing that it contributes to letting go of being up yourself because as i said plenty of people will do that for you there's no such thing as perfection and actually ego keeps you defensive and offended and attached to the external which will always change and then therefore you'll be at the mercy of whatever circumstance you'll be at the mercy of your boss your colleagues your your spouse your friends your family if you are always looking to say the perfect thing do the perfect thing that's also first of all not relatable but also it's better to be somebody who's more considered in their decisions rather than somebody who's trying to be perfect and because that shows that not only are you really present and paying attention if you are for example talking to someone but it also shows it communicates to them if they are perceptive that you are you know someone who cares about what you say and what you do and how you show up but more importantly it shows that you're thinking you're not trying to rush to impress you're not trying to rush to you know create this facade and so ironically the less that you try to be perfect and the more that you look at what is right in the situation that's the best place to start what is right what aligns with my values in the situation how is my self talk helping me convey my values in the situation so again when you release ego when you release you, you know you're not defensive which means that nobody really can trigger you because you're like okay if you want to believe that if you want to say that great has nothing to do with me so you're not trying to maintain this facade of who you perceive to be because you're busy showing up as you are so that's one of the great thing about releasing health um developing healthy self talk is that it's well within your remit to be able to create that when you decide i don't need to be perfect but i can be myself and that also means that i can be considered in my decisions in every area of my life and when you do that you also attract less people into your life and i'm just not talking about romantically i'm talking about in every area of your life who also don't operate in that ego and you will, will repel people who operate in ego who operate in insecurity who operate in sort of um an uneasiness or uh, a sense of always competing with everyone else so not only is this benefiting your internal sort of environment but it also affects your external environment by proxy and my last point of developing healthy self talk is you got to remove the haters and those who you are unsure of 
And sometimes haters are really obvious because they're usually quite passive aggressive if you're an adult and um, your energy when you're around them will speak for itself. Again, that leads me back to my first point about being aware. So not only are you aware of yourself and how you feel in a particular environment of what you're telling yourself, but it also helps you, again, stay present and be aware of other people. So you can't develop healthy self-talk if you're around people who put you down, who don't support you, who are silent in, you know, uh, whatever season that you may be walking in or who don't necessarily... uh, you know support everything that you do and that's not to say that people have to do that because they have their own lives and things and priorities but if you are doubting a situation or a relationship friendship family member whoever basically an interaction that you have with someone consistently then that is taking away mental energy and that will contribute to your negative self-talk because you're so busy trying to work out what it is and then we automatically go for the negative that again it will contribute to something that's not healthy for you and I remember listening to one of Vanessa Van Edwards talks and she does a lot of work on sort of uh, the psychology of people interacting with one another And she said that actually, whilst it may be, you know, upsetting sometimes to have somebody who just doesn't like you, but that's life. um, What's more detrimental is to have people in your life that you're not sure of because they cause you to be hesitant. They cause you to, again, use up a lot of mental energy. And number two, they, they keep you guessing as to what it is. And a lot of people who are toxic and somewhat abusive actually tend to do that. They oscillate between the hot and cold. They oscillate between the silent treatment and love bombing because they want to keep you confused and unsure and unsteady. They like the sense of control that that gives. And so when you remove people that you're unsure of, you also remove any sort of negative influence that they have on your life you have to set yourself up to win in life by picking people who are good for your mental health so it's not about um you know isolating yourself at all Uh, it's more about being um again aware of your values and understanding the people that may align with that and then cultivating um, interactions. And this doesn't just go for friendships or relationships. This is about also your work environment. If you, even if you run your own business, you know, what culture are you cultivating? Are you, have you got people who are, you know, not creating a positive environment for others? Or if you are part of a hobby and you, and that hobby means that you do that with other people, are you always trying to win over someone who's, you know, less than friendly towards you? Let it go stop that and that may sound harsh but it's actually a misuse of your energy and you are giving your personal power away and not only that but you are adding to the negative self-talk so what you want to do is be around people who are inspirational people who are challenging you again without judgment someone can challenge you without judgment they can ask you questions to prompt you to really see things from a different perspective or they can offer a different perspective um so again this is not about having yes men or yes women around you because that also won't help you grow either this is about um cultivating relationships that are an asset to your 
uh, sort of well-being rather than a liability to that. And I think anybody who has sort of really cultivated um, any type of relationship within the human experience, you know that that's just a, you know, these are this is the part of life. But in a world where that is increasingly hypervisual, where everyone is seeing what everyone else is doing, and there's this sense of a lack of empathy and a lack of um, a sense of competition that's somewhat unhealthy, um, you have to really guard your relational life uh, very well. And this is key to when you see, so for example, children and people, parents will say, you know, if your friend jumps off a cliff, are you going to jump off a cliff? You know, it's we we teach kids from a young age to be mindful if you have perceptive caregivers of who they associate with, because not only is that, you know, an impact on their reputation, but it's also an impact on their decision making. And this is why having um, positive influences around you is key because your negative your self-talk you know it really impacts your decision making so self-talk is not you know just for some it's for all we all have it but it's important that you are in environments that help enrich it so just to summarize developing healthy self-talk there are so many other tips i'm sure you can find those online but these are things i think are things that we have to practice every single day you know at every moment this is why personal growth is great because you get to practice it it's not just one and done I've done it once no you get to cultivate that and build a reputation with yourself and build that sense of um, just personal autonomy with yourself so that you can make wise decisions and then you can be able to ensure that you are your own friend as well. The whole point of developing healthy self-talk is ensuring that the person that you're with for the rest of your life, which is you, is an asset to you, that you are an asset to yourself, that you are not the person holding yourself back. So become aware, release perfection, remove the haters and those that you are unsure of because life is too long and it's also too short for any of that. So as ever, um, check us out on Instagram at not your average official uh, for Style Symphony, which is the image consulting uh, side of things and uh, leadership and mindset coaching. Um, I've opened up bookings, so definitely check out mystylesymphony.com to get more info. Share with anyone in your world who you think needs encouragement and just a sense of reassurance and tips uh, on how to start developing that self-talk that is healthy and fulfilling and one that leads to just a better perspective on life. Um, And thank you so much for listening as always. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.